talk. I gotta tell what I feel. I gotta talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy Miller, here to do this again, at NC Pudgy on Twitter. KIRPRadioShow.com is where you can also find us. 
If you guys are listening online and you'd like to listen via telephone, make sure you, no one uses a real telephone anymore. But anyway, make sure you dial us up. 619-638-8559 is the number. We are also on iTunes. We are also on Facebook. That is facebook.com backslash KIRP radio show. Uh, we're all over the place, man. We got a couple of blogs. We got some uh, international things going on out there. Don't quite understand how that works, nor do I care to understand. As long as you guys get to listen to the show, that is about all that I care about. But anyway, uh, I want to welcome everybody to this show. Uh, this is a follow-up to a show that we had last week. And uh, let me, before I get too in-depth in the show, let me give you guys the date. It is Sunday, April 19th. And that is for everyone, uh, that is for all the hundreds of emails that we've gotten where folks have said, we never know what date it is when we're listening to the archives, even though the date is there present for your own viewing pleasure. So anyway, April 19th for everybody out there who complains about that. And, uh, you know, appreciate the love that you guys show, even through criticism and even through rants and, and uh, you know, all the things that I get. I don't call it hate mail. I just call it communication because that's what it is. People seem to express themselves in a, in a vast uh, number of ways, and, and that's okay. You know, everybody is not going to agree the same. And I'm absolutely fine with that. I'm absolutely cool with that. That's just life. And, uh, you know, as we go on, we should be able to accept the fact that people think differently in life. Uh, everyone is not going to agree with you. You know, everybody is not going to be on the same page with you. And, you know, a, a lot of the times it seems like in relationships uh, of any caliber, you know, be it, uh, intimate or casual or work relationships or uh, acquaintances maybe, associates, whatever you might want to call your friends or people that you interact with, uh, a lot of the times the hostility comes in when people aren't understood or when people disagree. Let me just expand on that. Um, when people have a difference of opinion, uh, when people have a, a, a difference on ideas, or ideals, uh, religion, um, spirituality, you know, community, politics. You know, when you bring those things into conversations with folks, uh, people just disagree, man. And 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 once you, once that wedge is created, it 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 never becomes the same, or it never goes back to where it was before. Um, and, I, and I know there's a lot of people out there right now. I know some of you guys are sitting there listening going, yeah, you know what, you're right, because I had this friend that time or that family member that time. And, uh, you know, frankly, I just think that there's too much going on in the world for for people to be, to me, I, I call it petty. Uh, so I'm just going to say for people to be so petty. Um First of all, you got to understand that God created all of us different. And not only that, right, not only the fact that God created us different, there's also the understanding of life. Like, you, you got to know, like, I understand that I'm 30, I'll be 36 this year. So I understand that when I want to go about changing something in my own life or when I take on a challenge of something that, 
that I feel that I need to change about myself or, or maybe there's something I need to do or something I need to stop doing. You know, when when I when I when I think about that challenge and, and you know, I do a lot of looking in the mirror and, and, and talking things out, believe it or not. It it might sound crazy to you, but I promise you give it a shot. Like I'll actually look in the mirror and say things to myself that, that I know needs to be said to me. And a lot of the times your friends don't hold uh they don't hold that kind of power to say the things that need to be said to you. They they just don't. Because people don't like to create that wedge, and most of us understand that when people disagree about things or when you have an opinion about something and, and you express that opinion to your friends or to your associates or family members or, or all those different definitions of names I've just called out before, you know, folks don't like to create that wedge because they like to keep it peaceful. They like to, they like to kumbaya. They like to love. They like to experience. So... Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time looking in the mirror and telling myself, yo, you effing up, you know, you, you messing up, or that's not the way, or, you know, have you thought about this, or do you really believe that? And, and I challenge you guys out there who's listening to the show, I challenge you guys to do that as well. You know, I, I think it's very beneficial. Uh, I spend a lot of the time on the road or a lot of the time driving, so a lot of my time while, I, while I'm driving, I'm talking to God, like I'm praying, and I'm and I'm saying, you know, God, I don't ask you for... Uh, the the material things. I don't I don't ask you for the what I call petty blessings. You already blessed me. You were already given me. But Lord, I, I I hope that you would give me understanding, and and I hope that you would give me, you know, everlasting knowledge that that I can spread and that I can offer to other people, and that will help me that will help bring me closer to people, and that will help me understand what this thing called life is and what we're going through. And and through those prayers, I believe that what I found is that. Me being 36 years old, and and uh, at times I need to change things about myself, and and through that understanding that I now have is is, is simply this: I have 36 years of habits that need to be broken, right? 36 years of this, 36 years of 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 learned behaviors, uh, 36 years of negative facial expressions. Uh, 36 years or whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? I got 36 years of just being pudgy, right? Just being me. So for someone to come and say, pudgy, you know what? You're doing A, B, and C when you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. Or pudgy, you look this way when you should be looking that way. Or pudgy, you're focused on this when you should be focused on that. Or maybe even, Pudgy, you're speaking this way, but here's the proper way to say what you've been saying for all of your life and all of these years combined, these learned behaviors, these, these, these characteristics that you've gathered from other people, these spirits that you've embraced, that, you, that, that you've brought into your life. I mean, all those things brought up in one, and it's just relative to life. Like, you've gained all these different things, and then all of a sudden someone comes along who's a friend or associate or family member or or, or, or whatever you want to call it, that person comes along and, and they say, you're wrong. When that happens, folks, you can't expect people to swallow it easy, right? You can't, you can't expect people to embrace you and, and, and kumbaya with you. Even when they say, okay, yeah, you're right, a lot of the times they're probably thinking in the back of their mind, man, he don't know what he's talking about. I know me. Right? I'm not, he, he's not a Mickey. You better come take it. What does everybody say all the time? You better come take a walk in my shoes. 
you know, I wish you could put these shoes on and see what it's like. Or I wish you could stand behind these glasses or I wish you could see behind these eyes or I wish you could, you know, walk a mile on my shoes, jump in my body or, you know, we, we come up with all these different terms that make us comfortable uh, to remain the same. You know, we come up with all these different sayings and these, and these different terms and, 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 and these other things that make us remain the same, that makes us say, you don't know what you're talking about, that makes us say, that's not a good idea. But in essence, what you're really saying is that I'm fine the way I am. And, and, and in reality, no one is fine the way they are. Like, that, that's, the, that's one of the, the huge things about life. Like, we're not born into this world perfect. Actually, we're born into this world in sin. So we're not born into this world already ready to go with our battle armor on, you know, already having the proper vocabulary, already, already knowing the things that we need to know to get through life. You're not born that way. So somewhere along the way, somebody is going to have to be able to tell you something, right? Somebody's going to have to be able to tell you something, and you're going to have to be able to listen, right? You're going to have to be able to say, you know what, that person's right, or Maybe you, or even at least consider it, right? You got to be able to le at least consider the fact that some of the 30 something or 40 something or, or however old you are, right? Some of the things that you went through in all your life could actually be wrong. Like your parents could have raised you with the wrong ideas. The things that you learned in your church could be too traditional and they could be wrong. Perhaps what someone else is offering you is life itself. See, a lot of the times we think we're okay, or 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 we think the things that we do are, uh, that we do is so right that that's how we're going to live the rest of our lives. You know, we're not going to change it. This it, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way I've learned. This is what works for me. This is how I'm going to raise my children. And and, and get this now. Your kids are going to feel the same way because you're raising them to think the same closed-minded way that you were raised to think, and nobody has come along and said, you need to change. Because people around you, because of the minds that we have and, 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 and the belief that we're right, so the people that, we, that are around us, nine times out of ten, they've grown up like we've grown up, or... We've placed those people in our lives based on us thinking we were right in the first place. So a lot of us are too nervous to go outside of the box and meet people, right? A lot of us are too, too afraid of what someone is going to say for us to be able to uh, uh, go to a, 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 even a different supermarket or, or, or a different department store and shop or or to live in a different neighborhood, or, or to get a different job, you know, to, or to say hello to that guy who doesn't look like you, who doesn't seem like he has anything in common with you, and to create a bond with that guy because you know what? He's not from your comfort zone, right? He's not in your comfort zone. He's not your cup of tea, or she's not your style. She does things different. Look how she dresses. Look, how, look what she drives. Look where she lives. And, and those things... All those things that I just mentioned, all those things that I just talked about, all those things that we're so comfortable with, 90% of the time, 
when we go through life, those are the main things that we should leave behind. So I believe the truth of the matter is this is the reason we don't grow as fast as we should grow, right? And to even to even bring this into a, a, a bring this into a whole of what we're talking about today, um, it's even the reason why we don't vote different. It's the reason why we don't want to hear anyone say that we should vote for someone outside of our comfort zones, right? We should vote for someone different that than 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 what our parents told us to vote for, or a different party, or or we shouldn't even listen to the ideas of the people who don't surround us or the people who don't live over here because the people over there are evil because they think outside of the box and they do something different. They don't do like we do, so we shouldn't think the way that they think. We shouldn't even consider the things that they consider. We should never agree with those people over there. And this is why we go through life boxed in. This is why we go through life struggling a lot of the times. And a, and, and, and a huge part of it, to bring it the whole again before I go to commercial here in just two minutes, a huge part of the reason why we get treated, especially speaking on a black community, I, I can't speak for anything else. I can only speak for where I'm from, right? I can speak on what I see in those communities, but I like to keep this first person for all you people that say this is all he talk about is black, white, this, that, and the other. That's right, because those things are relative to life, and sometimes your ass need to hear it to be able to get over yourselves, but... The reason a lot of, let me just say this, the reason a lot of poor people in poor communities get treated the way they do by authorities is because people who are authorities a lot of the times aren't from those communities. They aren't from that walk of life. They don't care to know what's really going on over here. They only get their ideas from television from their comfort zones and their groups and the people that make them comfortable who shares their same ideas and they a lot of the times we just don't get it from outside of our boxes. So I got a call from a guy um to bring this to tonight's show. I got a call from a guy uh I know him by a different name but we call him the original here on the KIRP radio show. And uh, as you guys know, you know, when you call this show, when you attend this show, when you frequent this show, you're like family. I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you believe there's a devil and no Christ. I don't care what you believe. You're still family to me because God said it to be so. And that's why I say everybody who comes on this show, everybody calls this show, everybody who attends this show, you're family to me. So I, I, got, in, I got in contact with the brother original. And we had a conversation, a brief conversation, and he said, Pudgy, you know what? I, I think that we need to have a more um, focused police, you know, with all the police brutality cases we've been, we've been seeing, with all the police brutalities, rumors we've been hearing, all the social media videos, you know, the things that are happening in our own neighborhoods, you know, every city Every small town, even every state, has their own story about this police brutality or perhaps police going too far. So just generally speaking, he said, you know what, I think that we need a more educated police, uh, a more savvy police. So I invited him on the show to talk about it today. And uh, 
we got to go to a commercial break for one minute, and uh, I'll get the rest of the commercials in on, on the back end. But I, I definitely want to bring him in this show. And after this commercial break, we, you know, we're going to bring him in. And I want him to explain to everybody uh, what his idea of a, of a more profound police is, a more strategic police, a more savvy police, a more dedicated police is, even. So rock with me, man. In, in uh, one minute, we'll be right back. Two minutes, I'm sorry. You listen to the KIRP radio show, 619-638-8559. If you're on the line, we want your calls. Hit number one. We'll, when, when something catches your ear, hit number one, and we'll try to get you on the show as soon as possible. You're rocking with your boy Pudgy, at NC Pudgy, on Twitter, at KIRP radio show, KIRPradioshow.com. We're all over the place. We'll be right back after this message. North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, Celebrity Chef Nikki Shaw, Teen and Family Producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com.
welcome back, welcome back, welcome black folks to the KIRP radio show. 619-638-8559. Hit number one if you got a comment. We're talking about a new improved police. New improved popo. New improved cops. New improved pigs. You call them what you want to call them. I don't mean no disrespect, man. I'm just telling you what the people say. I want to welcome to the show right now my brother and your brother. He is family. We call him the original. Welcome to the show, original. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. It's been a long time, my brother. Yes, it has, Patrick. It's, it's a pleasure to be on the show tonight. It's going on. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. And uh, it's been a lot going on since me and you've talked last. That's for sure. Yes, it has. Yes, it really has. It's uh, a lot of sad things that's happening, you know. And it's been it's been a very, you, it's been a major concern of mine as well. Well, I mean, let, let me just let me start off like this. I, you know, there's a lot of things going on in social media. Social media now is is like our our new child or the newest relative that moved in with you and it ain't going nowhere. Sleeping on your couch, stinking feet. Um, you know, borrowing your car, going in your fridge, sleeping on your bed. That's what social media is today with us. And uh, we can't seem to get rid of it. Social media is, is, is around to stay. And uh, I, I really often wonder, is social media uh, exposing what's been going on in America? Uh, most, um, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, you know. Everything's at, at our fingertips now. You just have to have to go home and watch the news and wait to see what develops. Now you know you get the developments as soon as they happen. So, so yeah, let's uh, talk one of my little cousins. Family. I want to say something real quick. One of my little cousins, he yeah. he died in a car accident a couple of days ago, and it, it spread across social media before most of the family could even find out. You know, it was on you know all over Facebook. So, yeah, that's the world oh, we live in. Well, first off, you know, I definitely our condolences about losing the family member, man. That's, you know, that that's always a a a, a very serious and 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 man, I I never have any words yeah. to put for you know when when folks lose a family member, but I can definitely say our condolences go out to you, brother. Oh yeah, the child. He was 16 years old in an auto accident. Oh. Him and two other guys. Yeah, yeah. Really sad. Yeah. Wow. So you have let, let me just let, let's move on, man. Uh, in in respect to you, let let's move on to um, well, definitely what we here to, what we're here to talk about. And you sent me something that that's uh, very interesting. And when I read it, even before I read it, when you told me the concept, I was dying to get into it and and to see exactly what you were talking about. And now that I've had a chance to read it, you know, man, my 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 eyes are wide about this. Like, I I want to hear where this came from. You know, what were you thinking, and and how did you even put this together? So, you know, before we actually talk about what you proposed, give us a little background of what brought you into this train of thought of needing a new police. Well, September of last year, I enrolled at a uh, school here in Oklahoma, and. Um, went to school just to get my uh, armed security guard license. Well, upon enrolling, I found out there was a specific program 
If they offered it, we give you give me more formal training. So, what it what's evolved into is me becoming a private investigator. And along with private investigations, you learn pretty much what a working police officer is going to learn. So I'm in class with working police officers. Now, this wasn't my first rodeo. Back in high school, I was, I mean, or at college, rather, I took a lot of courses as a criminal justice major. So this is my second go-round in the classroom, you know, 20 years later with working police officers. And I just want to say the, the attitudes that I saw 20 years ago is a lot of what I see nowadays. And I'll go into that as what I, I say attitude. And this is understand this, I have I have respect for law enforcement. I have people in my family that are in the military. I have people in my family that are that are working police officers. So all of this about, you know, cops and them all of them being bad or whatever, I don't buy this. They're people too. They have feelings too. They have families too. No matter what sure. their race are, what their background is. Yeah, and I also want the listeners to know that, you know, most of us won't become police officers due to the stigma sometimes attached attached to it. Attached to it. It's a very hard job. It really is. Why do you think police are killing people today with with no merit, without without any pause, no disregard? I think that I think that the, the training has to do with. It. I think training supersedes everything. You know why why would you shoot somebody that's running away from you in the back? You know there was a court case referred to as Tennessee versus Garner. Edward Garner was a kid robbing a house and he was shot in the back years ago. The Supreme Court ruled that you cannot shoot an unarmed fleeing man, you know. So, and these officers, they know that. So, I think that a lot of time it has, it just has to do with training. There are people too. They make mistakes. But you have to have an accountability when you make a mistake. As we're starting to see, you know. So, so listen, so basically, uh, you're here as an advocate for the law, not not anti police. You are you're pro police, right? Is that safe to say? Uh, I, I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm pro people. Uh, you to say I'm pro any any. There's a good. There's good cops. There's bad cops. You know. Um. Very, and I, I will say this. A lot, a lot of times, cops are going to ride on the side of uh, a cop. You know. It takes it takes it takes a stand up guy. To basically go against to go against the shield, you know that's just the truth. I mean, I can get on here and you know try to sugarcoat it. I'm not, you know. We know that, you know, and we know that if you're a working police officer, if you don't do what um, what the norm does or what your colleagues are doing, you will. You know, they might be a little bit late sometimes coming to answer their call. It's just the truth. Right. But um, I, I I will say this though, I I I think that it's gotten a little bit better. I really do. I think there's, you know, I, like I said, I have family members that I, I speak with who are black, who are police officers, you know, in different states. L.A., you know, Miami. Yeah. So. All right, so let's just get down to it, man. What What do you mean by training? I mean, you, you think training is going to fix these issues that we have? and And if so, what kind of training outside of the what we already thought was superior police training that they already have. What what more training could we offer? What more training could there be? And I'm and I'm and I'm glad you said that. As as police officers are going through academies, they're all pretty much taught the same thing right now. You know, upon you know as far as it's, it's uh, 
a thing referred to as verbal judo, as knowing how to speak and talk to a person, having the right words to say. Um, but at the same time, what I, what I've what I've learned and what I've experienced, just being a 45 year old black man in America that's very well traveled, and dealing with different police officers all over this country, uh, a lot of these guys, especially in small uh, small America, like I'm here in Oklahoma. A lot of these guys, and I'm not going to say they're from Oklahoma City because they're they're there's room for improvement everywhere. But I don't know. Let's just give let's just give a uh, Kansas. Uh, let's just give up a Kansas. Remember what happened in Missouri? How could you have that many officers? I mean, that many officers hired and not have minorities on the police force? When the numbers came out, I mean, the numbers were compelling in themselves. Right there, he was like, "There it is. The writing's on the wall." When the cop, when the when the word the cop the word cops comes from constable on patrol, you know that's where the word is derived from. The, what as you said earlier, you have police officers that don't live in the community, they don't have things vested in the community. So how how can you really police the people? You know, I I, I propose you know I sent you that sheet about what I, what I thought would actually work a little better as far as police. Sure, you know. Especially minorities in in these areas. Well, I think we should get into that, man. And I and I have it right here in front of me, uh, a ten step sheet. And I gotta admit, a lot of this looks like it's well thought out. And uh, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, overly prepared for this as as well as I as I, I would like to be. But I've read it and I've had time to think about it. But uh, I'm just going to get in step number one. Uh, legislation is passed immediately to train and assign HTO, highly trained officers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We need legis- This is an emergency state. This is dealing with our children. You know, uh, let's see. What is the young kid's name that's walking to the store in Florida? I'm, I'm driving right, right now, I'm just to be honest with you. Yeah, Trayvon Martin. Okay. Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. What was he doing? Walking back from the store, you know. Which that guy had no reason to stop, no no business stopping him anyway. He wasn't an officer. But what I, my point in mentioning him is that's when we're having problems when we're traveling. We're usually going to the grocery store, you know, going to pick up the kids. You know, there's a scenario they go in because they're generally not coming to the house, y'all. They do most of the time. Most of the time, we're getting we're finding trouble while we're in route. You know. Yeah, it's happening in the street. But, yeah, it's happening in the streets. Exactly. Look at Eric Garner. You know, he was selling cigarettes, and we we saw what happened with him. You know, and and uh, and not to get out out of context too bad. That right there should never happen. The the whole thing with Eric, how he was laid on the ground. I'm a large man myself. If you lay me on my stomach like that for a large long amount of time, I'm sure I I will lose my consciousness. I will die. And they know this. They're trained to know this. So. Why I talk about training coming in, why I talk about the HTOs, there needs mm-hmm. to be a particular academy that's signed with the elite. A lot of people will call these officers tactical officers, but we need we need these officers in every community that we serve, and we need them fast. Actually, we shouldn't we shouldn't use we shouldn't lose another life again like we're using. And I really believe that training is is real a really effective thing. You know, the, you, we have not only the weapons. Just here in Oklahoma, there was a guy, 73-year-old uh, sheriff, I guess sheriff's volunteer or whatever, that shot a kid and killed him because he thought he was reaching for his taser, he said, instead of his gun. 
you know. So, wow. Yeah, the tra- tra- training is everything. You, it's just like me and you, you know. I've never been to North Carolina, but, you know, your hood is just the same as mine. You know, you're dealing with a 23-year-old black male from an urban area. There's just a certain way that you that you that you need to approach him if you want to be effective with him. Absolutely. And with these HTOs that I referred to, is they would be highly trained, they would be elected, so the people would know who they were. They wouldn't be selected; they would be elected, so you know who they are in your areas. So an an, an elected police officer, you're saying? An elected police officer, exactly. So how do you get you reelected? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go please go ahead. I know I'm full of words. You you okay, so I just want to start with the legislation piece though. How do you get people to buy into that? Like how do you get uh the general public to buy into the, the, the thought that which is which I think is a great idea, by the way. Let me just put that out there. Um how do you get the people to buy in to Electing uh, basically an officer of their peers, in, so to speak. You, you have to talk to the mothers of the children that, that have been killed by officers that weren't trained correctly. You think all communities will go for this? I think not. I think all communities will. I know that it's something that's needed. Actually, you know. What, what about? I know that. I know that. Our, I, know that our, it needs, I mean, it, this is something that should have been put in place. But this is something that should have been in place 50 years ago. The Watts riot really? probably would have never happened. Hmm. You know, hmm. this is something that we should that we should be screaming from the top. You know, we spent a lot of money. You know, we got the the fight coming up. You know, in a few days, sure. everybody's willing to spend money on that and crowd around TV and eat the chicken wings or whatever else. These are our children. Think about that. If you. Put- from from a, from a legislative standpoint, do you think do you really think that uh, our legislators would buy this, right? Because let's face it, when it comes to ideas that are proposed by the community for the community, a lot of the times uh, the legislators find a way to weasel their way out of it. You know, anytime the grassroots or grassroots individuals or the community itself. Anytime they propose something that they want, it seems to come down to money, uh, economics, and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and, and a lot of the times, these great ideas, these great proposals, uh, such as the one that I'm looking at in front of me that you proposed to me, which I'm definitely going to pass down the line, and I, and I can't wait to, uh, to, to get in front of some legislators about it, and I promise you I will. Uh, but, you know, how do you think the legislators are going to take this? They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be, sh- they're gonna be shocked that you, that, that anything has even been brought to them. Actually, that's what they're gonna do. That's exactly what's gonna happen. But it shows, what it shows, Fuzzy, is that we're awake. That we've actually, we have people that are, that have, that have become educated on how things work within the system, and we're willing to work with the system. We know we can't change the system, we can't vamp, revamp the system, but work with us. Sure. Wow. Talking to the original, man, we're talking about a new improved training, a new improved element uh, within police departments throughout the nation, throughout the world, perhaps. I mean, we don't know. We always got to start somewhere. You know, when you have ideas such as this, it, to me, this is monumental. I just want you to know I, I don't I don't take this lightly. 
and and I'm trying my best to choose my words properly because, as you know, this is what we're talking about lasts forever. Uh, you know, it's out there. It's on the radio waves. It's online. It's all over the place, computers. People are recording it. You know, people are talking about it amongst themselves. And even though people won't participate, and I, I've got a bunch of callers on the line right now. It looks like uh, a little less than 20. And, and the people are just listening, man, and, and, and they want to hear you know, more about this idea. They want to know where this comes from because you know what? People are going to go to work tomorrow and they're going to talk about this again. And somewhere out there, this is going to catch fire. But, I, you know, I can't help but to think that, you know, I think this thing will get shot down. I think it, I think it will, legislatively speaking, since that was, you know, bullet point number one, I think legislatively people, uh, people will be for it, but the legislators will shoot it down based off of money. They will say, you know, we already don't have enough money to pay the officers that we have, and now you want more improved trained officers, and you want to elect them. You know, they're gonna call you crazy behind this. You, you realize that? They can they can call me crazy. I don't want to just take this to uh, Washington. I actually want this to go as high as the world courts. Our people, our people, uh, us as black people in America, we know about the injustices that have been happening with us for the last four hundred years. We, you, you know. This is it's past time. Like I said, this is something that should have been implemented 50 years ago. Period, point blank. So you know, you know, you ask me if I think something if this is possible. Nothing's impossible with God. Nothing. Mm, I like that. Period. I like that. I love that. Six one nine. If we have, and again, if we had to make a march on D.C. to the Capitol, that this is one of the things that need to be brought down. You know. No matter what your faith is, what your belief is, if you don't have a certain quality of life, it doesn't matter. If if I have a 17-year-old son, you know, I worry every time he leaves my house. I live in a nice area here in Oklahoma, but I worry mm-hmm. about him. He, You know, he fits the profile. He dresses, hip-hop, he's tall, he's handsome, he looks like a threat. But he's a 17-year-old kid that likes to ride a skateboard. <laughs> right. That's right. You obey You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's my baby, baby, you know. And what else Absolutely. is it? And I and I and, and mind you, you know what else? We, what what do we work for? We work so we can have the finer things in life. That's what we do. We want a nice home, Absolutely. nice cars, be able to go on a vacation if we want to, you know. We we work to have a certain quality of life, and we deserve to have a, quali- a certain quality of life in our communities. And we know a lot of places that we live really are communities, and they and the powers that be know what it takes for us to live and to be happy. You know, the pursuit of happiness, we're very simple people no matter where we're at. I, like I said, I've been all over the world and looked at us as a people very simple. We like we like, to, we like, to, we like to congregate. We like to have a little drink and be merry, play some dominoes. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, whenever there's a, a so-called holiday or whatever, we line the streets and watch the cars go by, watch the – the horses go by, the kitties go by. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So we deserve. We our old people deserve to be able to feel safe when they come in a public environment. You know, in a public environment, our kids know, need to know that some uh, active shooter is not going to come out and start shooting in, in into the crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys need to get out of their cars, budgie. Let's take let's take the half of their cars away from them. If they say they can't they can't do that, let's take them out of the cars. Let's let's stop buying the police cars and stop buying the fuel for the police cars and put them out and make them walk a beat again. Be B cops. 
be seen in the communities. Don't be don't drive the communities eighty or ninety miles an hour sometimes at night because you can't. You gotta talk to the mm. people. I like it, man. Uh, six and one I, nine. Six trying, and mind you, uh, check it out. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bash any police officers. Any of you guys listening tonight, are you listening to the future? I'm just telling you the truth. When you signed up for the job, you know they could possibly be a part of it. That is that is that is real policing. Real policing is getting out of that car and walking that community. Real policing is having a rapport set up with certain individuals in that community. If something's going on in your community, you should know about it. You call yourself a cop. It's just my opinion. Hmm. I like that take on that, man. I, I like that take. Let me let me expand. Let's go to let, let's move to bullet point number two. But for what it's worth, for everyone listening, let's just. If you're taking notes, uh, bullet point number one is is basically I'll sum it up and say legislative action. It needs this plan needs legislative action and backing. Is that fair to say, original? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so let's go to bullet point number two. And uh, for people listening online, I, I see people going back and forth. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Hit number one if you got a comment. Share it with a friend. Uh, we're going to bullet point number two. Uh, and, and for what it's worth, folks, jot this down or, or put it in your memory banks. Uh, HTO stands for highly trained officers, okay? So uh, bullet point number two, HTO shall be trained to communicate effectively and appropriately with all cultures and subcultures. What does that mean? That means that you have that one person is not going to speak for a whole demographic of people. Like one person mm-hmm. will not speak totally for the whole Asian community. You have to be able to speak the language. You, again, I refer to the verbal judo. Officers are taught this in the academies. They need to keep implementing this and get stronger ties in, in, in the way to communicate with individuals in the communities. Just speaking the language. Let me, let me, uh, you, have you seen Training Day? I don't mean to make a mockery of this, but have you seen Training Day? Yes, I have. A movie with Washington when he was a cop. You know, he got all those accolades for this crime movie, but not saying he didn't do a good job, but I mean, it had to be that one. But anyway, um, so for everybody out there who doesn't understand what this man is saying, go back and look at training day. And there was one scene when he asked Officer Hoyt, he said, how's your El Spanol? You know, making a joke. He was saying, how's your Spanish? And he was like, you know, it's, I know a little bit of that. He was like, you better learn that shit, brother. Learn your shit. Basically what you're saying is that everybody can't speak to uh, every officer, excuse me, can't speak to everybody from every community the same. Is that is that what you're saying, basically? That's right. But see, what I want, what I would want to take place is there actually needs to be a training facility to where these officers are going, no matter what their race is. Because remember, we're talking about training here. We're not just talking about race specific. We're talking about training. By the time that office, by the time the HTO officer leaves, he is the man. He is the go-to man. Because he's been trained by he's he's gone to a federal training facility, so he can he can speak Spanish. He can he can you know he he can you know whatever the language is in an area that he would be in. He knows how to effectively communicate with the individuals in his prospective community. He's on point. I like that. I I I actually like that. I, I think once upon a time, um. And, and and this goes back also to to people in the community stepping up, and and you know communicating with police. You know have, having a go to guy that you can speak to, having someone over your division. I, for what I understand, um, these uh, 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 precinct 
these I'm sorry, these police departments or uh um yeah, the police departments, they have precincts as it is. So they already have uh in most cities they have what they call substations or in, in the larger metropolitan areas they have precincts and those precincts cover one particular neighborhood or one particular division of of the county. It, I mean, we already have that, but you're saying that these guys aren't specialized enough to be able to communicate. I mean, how do you train people to do that? You know, what would that process be like if, if you've thought about it? Is it? Let me, let me expand the on that question the, now. Is it? Go ahead. Is it? The, the, is the, the, is the thing it would be is that first of all, you had to be able to have some type of uh, some type of feeling towards the people, some type of compassion for the people. This has to be something that you want to do. This is not. This is not a job. This is more of more of a calling more than anything else, you know. A calling to serve. Mhm. So, I'm sorry, I, I lost my train here. I'm, as I said, I'm driving. Please excuse the listeners. Excuse me with the listeners as well. Oh, I, but yeah, this this is, yeah, this is just something. This is not. This is this is not a job. This would be something that you know that you know you're going to be elected. You have to run. And this, so this would be something that you that you signed up for. So you know with it. Another thing too is also you talked about, you know, uh, their departments that have the precincts and the substations and whatnot. This is something that this this officer he would be highly respected because they're 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 very experienced. You know, they're going to work along with the department. But they, but mm-hmm. but again, we're dealing with a federal level. As we go along the points, the bullet points, you'll the listeners will be able to understand more what what we're talking about tonight, actually, to get a full understanding of what we're sure. dealing and, with and, the uh, particular officers. And and you know what? Allow me to read through this, and then and then we could talk more uh, on on each thing, and and we can expand on different ideas and and have a little uh, conversation about this. But I'll go ahead and read all of them off, and and it's not too much. Uh, if you're listening, folks, you know, jot these down. Uh, so number two was basically. Uh, have a trained uh, officers. You know, they should be highly trained and be able to communicate with all cultures and, and subcultures within a particular community or division or city, state, or county. Uh, number three, ACO shall be uniformed in highly visible uniform badges and vehicles. So a different uniform. I'm going to go to number four. I, I want to go back to that. But let me go to number four. Uh, ACO shall be elected by the residents and the communities, which we expanded on. Number five, HCO shall be shall be uh, in all jurisdiction, sorry, all jurisdiction and should be able to communicate uh, circumstances to other HCOs. Uh, number six, HCO must be 35 years of age to qualify for the election. Uh, number seven, HCO will accompany other officers in public, school, and community events. Uh, number eight, HCO must be thoroughly trained in negotiating skills, i.e., suicide, gang culture. Uh, active shooter, rescue, and et cetera. Number nine, ACO shall promote deputies after they have met training requirements. I love that. Deputies will also wear a special uniform and badges. Uh, and number 10, and the final bullet point that I have from you, uh, these ACOs should come to the aid of their country, state, and fellow man. Therefore, their salaries and retirement shall be lucrative. Now, you got some really good stuff here, my brother. Let me let me just tell you that, and shout out to you, man. Kudos to you. This, this was I can tell this is really thought out. Um, 
Let me go back to number three, and we'll move down the list as we go and just talk about what, whatever you spit out. You know, we'll, we'll go over it. But highly uniformed and visible with special badges, badges and vehicles. So basically what you're describing at this point, and according to the rest of the bullet points, you're describing uh, something like a captain, uh, a, a lieutenant, a leader. Uh, and, and not deputies exactly. yet. You're talking about one individual that's going to lead a bunch of other individuals that will share this talent as well. The elite of the elite is what I'm referring to. Okay. You know, you know a comment that comes over people when the, when an expert arrives on the scene and you know that's an expert? Yeah. You know, if, you have, if, you, if, your, electricity, if your electricity goes out of your house, when the electrician comes, you're a whole lot more comfortable. When the plumber comes and fixes the, the leaky faucet or the pipe is busted, you're a whole lot more comfortable. Sure. If there's a if there's a, a situation that's going on at, at your local mall and the HTO officer was to show up, people recognize him as a HTO officer, you can get a whole lot done when people know that there's going to be some type of control at that point, highly trained control. We talked about Denzel. The brother has played a negotiator in some incredible movies. We need those type of individuals in all of our communities right now at this point. Period. Wow. I, I man, I, I love this even more. I think I just I just got a better understanding of what you're saying because if you look at it for what it's worth now, you know, we we already and, and you'll probably hear this in rebuttal, but I'm I'm saying this in agreement. Um we already have specialties and trained officers for certain situations already. So why would this be any different, right? We have SWAT team, uh, sharpshooters. We have hostage negotiators. We have uh, counselors. We have psychologists all within the police department in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, how would this be any different than what we already had? And and I and I get it. Gonna, but these are going to be in, all those individuals wrapped into one. You're gonna you're gonna have the negotiator. You're going to have the person that that that's the counselor. You're going to have the person that knows how to deal with, you know, different heads of departments. As I said, this is specialized training, and this is this is this is going to take the input from uh, from particular departments, specific departments around this country. And these people, they're already in place. These, you know, you you have you have your captains that are in certain places. You have you have the feds that are in, 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 in certain places. You have homeland defense system places. They're here right now in Oklahoma today because of the bombing. A lot of them I've been seeing them around. This is the 20th anniversary of uh, the Oklahoma City bombing today. Mm. 168 people alive. Wow. You're talking about it. That, that was a that was a, a really tragic event and a mark, a blemish in American history too. Um, Expanding on this this specialized force, though, how, in your mind, let's let's take, uh, for example, uh, Walter Scott, the Walter Scott incident. Mm-hmm. Um, if you did have, let's say this 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 specialized force was already active, and you had this in Charleston, South Carolina, uh. Would would this specialized force be able to, or would they have been able to prevent uh, the incident in Charleston, South Carolina? You think? 
That's really a hard thing to say. You know, that was that's an individual case by case basis. This is what I will say for officer training. I will say that I, I think that um, as far as training the officers, it needs to be a little bit more rigid. Actually, why are you reaching for that weapon? Why are you reaching for that weapon instead of your your taser? What happened in Ferguson? Why didn't he wait for backup? You know, you know, it's just it's just you it's just common sense. It's just common sense, you know. If you see somebody that's out there as another officer, if you see him not exercise common sense, you know, they talk to, they, they talk at every stop, you know. Cops get together for coffee or whatever. The guy, everybody knows who the sharp guy, who the sharp guys are. Everybody knows who the, who aren't so sharp. Everybody knows, everybody knows everybody in every precinct. Period. When I when I look at um. And, and you're right too, by the way. It, it's it's a fraternity, it's a family, um, in in these police departments, and and even in other places, even where we work a lot of the times. Um, as I read off these bullet points, and I look at these bullet points, and I review them, and and you know I run it through my mind, and I'm always trying to poke holes in things because that's the only way to truly have something effective is to poke holes in it and to make sure that it's solid, you know, that and make sure that it right. won't explode and, and find the weak points in it. And and as I look at the, these bullet points. If I'm a legislator, I'm going to say to you, I, I, I respect what you brought to me. I respect what you're trying to do. But instead of spending the money, because I, I understand that it works that way. I know that it always boils down to money in some respect. So if I'm a legislator and, and I'm coming to you who's proposing this, I'm going to say uh, instead of spending the money on these new improve, in these new entities or these new people or this new department, uh, why don't we spend the money and train the officers that we already have uh, in the areas that you specified? Would that be a great idea? I would tell them to go back. I would tell them to go back to the bullet of where I said that the fish, these people need to be elected. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Officers are selected. They're hired through a hiring. They're hired through the hiring force. If the people are selecting these people, if you give, if you, if if I give you a choice of five candidates or four candidates to pick within within your community, your perspective community, right? According to mm-hmm. size and demographics or whatever. That's that's giving the power some of the power back to the people. And that's what we lack right now. You know, these people these people are, are we pay their salaries. Mm-hmm. Whether it's through federal funding, whether it's through state funding, you know, when you buy your car tag, when you buy your groceries. When you pay your income taxes on federal on the federal thing, so we're the ones paying the salary. Let the people decide. You know, and these people they, these people already they they step to the they step to the plate and and let let it be known They're, these officers these would already be these, the guys that that would, that would be, actually with this job would be would more likely be a former military, maybe a working police officer, someone that's already highly trained. You're going to go get the elite of the elite training, you know. I mean, it's it's very simple, it, it, and it doesn't take a lot of words to explain something that's very simple. People try to get lost in a lot of words, and yeah, you, you you could take you could take me to the Senate floor right now, and I'd be able to convey this. It's it's very simple. Let me say, uh, I love the idea, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. 
Got to give a shout out to ECU, man. I see you guys on here. Uh, UNC, UNC Hospital. Shout out to the folks out there, the, the nurses that work the late shift on the U, at UNC Hospital. Shout out to you. There's one nurse on there that listens to the show. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate the love that you saw. I, I saw that we had uh, one of you guys, and it just has UNC Hospital on here, so I, I don't know who. I, I would assume it's a nurse or, or employee. I'll say that. Uh, I see where you guys have joined our Blog Talk Radio uh, fan base, so shout out to you guys. You are family. Um, let me say, let me, let me shout out to TiffanyInc.com. If you guys need logos, make sure you check, check out TiffanyWithTheIInc.com. And, uh, she, you know, she does work for Adidas and all the things that you guys heard in the commercial. Shout out to them. And if you guys are making a donation this much this month, don't forget the Autism Society and uh, Make-A-Wish, which is our favorite charity to donate to as well. Just wanted to get that off before we move on. Uh, WM3G, home of the KRP Radio Show. Next Sunday we'll also do, uh, it will be Rocco P. Rocco Persertia will be on here with his show. Uh, last Sundays of the month with Rocco P. Always check him out, man. It's a very educational show, and you guys will enjoy it. I promise you that. Uh, you need some patience, though. You need some patience and a pen because Rocco is spitting some knowledge. Um, original, man, I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it like this, brother. And as, as, as bluntly as I could put it, uh, as, as straight up as I could be, uh, I just want to ask you just this one question, right? And I want you to really think about it because I, I know something like this will come up when you're presenting something as, as, as powerful as what you've presented, as powerful as what you put together. And, uh, you know, people love to make an issue, especially this particular issue. Uh, what about the racial element uh, of this specialty group? Um, is it possible that a lot of the incidents we're having uh, in in poorer communities, is it possible that these incidents we're having in the black community, because a lot of these officers aren't black? Yeah, that, I would definitely say that's 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 gonna yeah, that's gonna ha- happen in some situations, not in all, but in some, yes, most definitely. You, you know, if you did a if you went and talked to the, the young people there in these given communities. You know they don't view law enforcement in a, in a positive manner, and and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, the wheels start to turn and I, I start having these thoughts about the HTOs actually, because everybody's going to know who the HTO is when you get pulled over, when you get pulled over somewhere here in Oklahoma City where I, where I reside, you don't know who's pulling you over. You know, and, and my whole thing is you should, you know, of course, if you know you've done wrong, you had some type of traffic violation. You need to have respect for uh, authority. Period. Point blank. Care what you believe, whatever. They're 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 the powers that be. They're the, they're the people that set in place. You know, it could very well be to save your life. You never know why you're pulled over, why you're stopped. Hear them out and hear what they have to say is what I'm saying. And, and this is why I mentioned that. But yes, getting back to what you asked me, yeah, race is race is going to always be an issue in America, and I don't know why. Anybody would want to try to play with that or sweep that up under the rug. It's just, it's just the truth, you know. Why, do, why don't I'm, these I'm, things I'm big, happen? I'm a big black man. When I walk in Walmart, they see a big black man first. That's just the truth. I love black people, and I love myself. And when I see you, I see a big black man. And <laughs> I don't think there's anything. I mean, see, that's see, when it when it comes to racial things, man, that, that's a huge part of the problem. 
is that people are scared to call a spade a spade. They want they see a spade and want to call it a club. They see a spade and want to call it a heart. You know, if you see a big black man, you see a big black man. These are terms that we've learned in life. You know, there are definitions behind the word big. You know, <laughs> this man identifies himself as being black or African-American or, or however he identifies himself as, you know, and, and these are the things that we see. So why not just call it what it is? But there's a two part to the question I asked, and, and I ask this because I don't commonly see it, but what about, and, and this is totally opinion. This is totally off of, uh, off of the, the, the presentation that you have about HTOs, but uh, why don't we see as often Black officers who assault white people at the same uh, ratio. You're not going to see it because it's not happening. You don't no, think it's happening it's at all out happening. here? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It's happening all out here, but the ratios certainly aren't there. You know? Yeah, it's just it's just not happening. You're very rarely are you going to see a black police officer assaulting or not, should I say assaulting, but, yeah, I could say assaulting, yeah, or, or placing hands upon a, 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 a white individual with uh, the frequency that you see, the reversal. It's not going to happen. It's just it's not happening. Man, I, you know. And I, think there's, I think there's a number of reasons behind that. Um, I personally think to be black and to be a police officer, you have to be a pretty skilled brother. You know, you, you know, our people are not real. Our people are real not. They, they don't really like law enforcement, for the by and large. You know, they cops, they pigs, they snitches, they this, they that. But this is what I want to ask our people, though, all the listeners out there today. Just to remember, there was a time that we couldn't become police officers. Hmm. You know, think about that. What would you do if we didn't have any black police officers? You would complain about that. You know. You look down on this guy, and I heard it said that, you know, cops were the guys that beat the big dumb. Here in Oklahoma City, the black police officers are the police officers. One of them, he was the captain of the football team in high school, a straight-A student, cool as cool could have been. So these also, some of these guys aren't nerds, man. To tell you the truth, when we become black police officers, we generally work our way up. We get off, we get off of the streets. We get a desk job. It's just the truth. But we need to be out here in our communities more. Our people, our children's blood is literally going down the drain. And if you want to sit back and grab a salary and sit back and put on your dress clothes and your tie, and and, and while this is going on in your communities, any officers that hear this, then what are you doing? Why, why are you here? Why, why are you here? Man, I, you no, know, it's, it's it's a high calling. It really is. It is. You literally control a person being able to move or be be detained, be jailed, be held, be sent to prison. You set the stage for all these things. Is it feasible? You know, even effectuating an arrest, effectuating a detainment. You know, the handcuffing mm-hmm. thing, and that's one of the things that I want to tell the listeners. You are no longer a threat once you are placing them in handcuffs behind your back. All of this 
you know, resisting arrest and talking or whatever, if Eric Garner had turned around and let them handcuff him, they wouldn't have stampeded him like that. I don't think they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been as justified as that. The once the handcuffs are on, it's over. And it's, if it's any officers out there listening, I'm saying that also. You know that as well. Once the handcuffs are on, it's over. It's a done show. Mm-hmm. That person's contained. You know, you can talk to them. You know, all this, you know, you know, wanting to have, you know, the whole tough guy thing, beating, beating the subject down or whatever, you know, putting them in these difficult holes that you know is going to cut cut them off where they can't breathe. Or you got what happened here in, at Harkins Theater here in Moore, Oklahoma, where the Latino gentleman was jumped on, you see, and he choked to death while his family screaming. Yeah. And as I said earlier, everything goes back to training. It does. If you're trained for a particular situation, if you've done the drill, you know it. Wow. Is it? I I, I love that what you said too because that that's something that uh that I totally agree with. I, I you know you you gotta once the cuffs are on, you're no longer a threat. And you know I I said last week on the show. And, and I caught a lot of flack for it, man. You wouldn't believe some of the some of the mail. And I started to put it out there before, but you wouldn't believe some of the email that I've gotten uh, where people saying you're crazy and you ain't got to kiss the police's ass and you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. And and I just simply said this last week. I said, you know, you can call it unfortunate if you want, and, and we don't have that luxury and I want to say as black people, and especially if you're not always smiling and you look aggressive, God forbid you're a darker complexion uh, like me in, in, in certain situations, right, in, in, in certain run-ins with the law. Uh, you know, God forbid they can't see you clearly and, uh, and, and, and you seem to be a threat, uh, you know, just off Jump Street. But I was saying last week that we owe it to ourselves to be extra friendly, to be extra nice, to 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 not even, you know, not seem uh, threatening at all, non confrontational, one thousand uh, percent. Yes, officer, this, no officer, that, officer, I'm moving my hands. I said last week, you, I said we owe it to ourselves to give them a play by play when we're gonna move our hands to go get something that they even asked for, all right. unless you have a death wish. You can be bad later. You can talk junk later. You can be the asshole later. But when you're out there with that officer, it's your word against his. Period. Man, on the side, on the side of that road, it, on the side of that road, it's not a tough guy contest. If you got it's your not. wife and your, your three beautiful children in the car with you, it's not a tough guy contest. Your number one job is survive. That's what you want to be able to do in this world, no matter where you live at, where you're at right now. Your job is to survive. Because when you die, it impacts your whole family. It impacts your whole community. And and a lot of times, you know, we don't we don't know what's going on. We don't know what kind of stop that guy made the last time. We don't know what kind of call. You don't know what's going on. You don't know you don't know the totality of the circumstances when you're out there on the streets at two o'clock in the morning and you get pulled over. 
But what we do know, though, is when you start resisting and you start making someone feel uncomfortable, that is going that is going to detain you without whatever force necessary. You need to take a humble seat because you're you're not you're not empowered during that time. You have to know this. You, you know you're not in control during that time. As much as you'd like to be, as much as you want to be, you're not. I'll tell you, original man. I I I'm working with a group. Uh, or oh, I'll say we're working with the group, the Love and Father Society. I love being a black father. Shout out to my brothers over there, Rashad Woods, uh, B. Richmond, um, Kevin Daniels, everybody, you know, that, that helps out with that organization. But, you know, we're working with a group of ladies uh, who teaches etiquette classes. Uh, shout out to Adrian, and I forget your last name. My, my apologies. Um, and we're trying to get together to go on a tour. Not trying to. We're going to get together and go on a tour to actually talk about compliance on from from the side of the road from the proper perspective, and we're not saying that it's always going to work. I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but I'll tell you this: if you know how to act and you know how to respond on the side of the road or with any interaction with police, chances are you're going to survive it, man. You know, it, there's a high chance that you're going to come out of this thing winning. I don't care if it's a ticket. I don't care if it's jail time or what may have you. If you're alive, you're coming out of this thing winning. And that's the only goal, man, because these kids today, they they watch television, they read a lot, and, you you know, I'm I'm all about our constitutional rights, but your constitutional rights don't mean a damn thing when you're on the side of the road with that cop who don't like you simply because of what he saw on television that you, that you might be a replica of in his eyes or her eyes. You know, your, your constitutional rights don't mean a damn thing when he gets out of the car with his weapon already drawn, drawn thinking you're a threat. You know, your constitutional rights don't mean a damn thing at that point. You got to know how to have common sense. You got to know how to respond. You need to know how to operate within that and get yourself out of that situation because a lot of times it's a hostile situation in the beginning. So that, that's what we're going to do, man. We're going throughout North Carolina and, uh, you know, we're going to be in various places, and we're going to really talk about it, you know, with a lot of kids and adults because people need to know. You know, all these YouTube videos where people are, are resisting, what I call resisting arrest or, or, or antagonizing police because they feel like they're in the right, because they feel like a camera's rolling, that's giving off the wrong vibe, man. That's, that's, that's giving off the wrong aura. And as people see this, somebody's going to try. You know what I'm really, you know what I'm really afraid of? You know what I'm really afraid of happening? Sorry to cut you off, but what I'm really, afraid of, I'm, I'm really afraid of a resurgence that's going to happen. August of this year, there's something very major that's going to hit the theaters. You know, the NWA story is going to come out. The whole, you know, fuck the police thing. Oh, yeah. You know, um, man, we know that, you know, the Hollywood controls a, controls a lot, you know? Oh, absolutely. I'm just wondering how, how, how that's going to in itself impact things with our with our youth. Because a lot of these kids want to live. You know, this is this is going to be you know resurgence. We we saw this thing. We saw hip hop eyes evolved. We know what it was yeah. going through that period. You know, from the late from the late eighties to the to mid nineties, as far as gangs and all the other things that, that went along with that. You know, that that's another thing I want to say. If there's anybody that's out there within the sound of our voice, my voice right now, they can hear this. And you're a rapper or whatever, or even an actor, an artist, 
man, we're on a very low vibration as a people right now. We're not respecting our women. We're not respecting the elderly. We got to change that, man. You know, we're we're better. I'm talking about black folks. We're better than that as a people. We we gotta get it back. We gotta get the love back. We gotta get the respect back. We start, man. I mean, I, I know music. You know, where where else do we start, man? With, with with you know, with the influx of social media all over the place and the things that are put out there that a lot of people and, and I talked about this last week as well, original. A lot of people, that's all they see uh, in terms of black America is what they see on television, what they see on movies. And as you said, as I said last week as well, Hollywood controls that. You know, so 90% of the time, what what you see on television is not a proper representation of who we really are. You know, uh, what you see on the news also isn't a proper representation of who we really are. And what we're hearing in music and what we see on music videos is also not a proper representation of who we are. So what happens is people see this stuff and they immediately think that's who we are. When they see me and you, they see Suge Knight or, or Diddy or, or or one of these young rappers talking about busting their guns or, or sex crazy talk rap, hip-hop, R&B or, you know, or who they see in the movie. Even Training Day, they might see Denzel. I mean, th- these are the things that we see. They don't see a, a guy who comes home every day from work, hugs his kids, asks them, you know, did they get their work done? As they wash their clothes, how was your day today? Come give me a hug and a kiss. Hey, I learned. What did you learn? They don't see that. No one is showing that. That's not popular. Right. So the people who are in our communities and who don't personally know us or people like us, they, they'll never get it. They don't think people like us exist. And this is just what it is. Folks don't like it because it's the racial element, but this is reality, man. You know, this, and, and it's the same on the flip side. On top of that, this is why people look at police in such a negative light. Because all we see on police is with Eric Garner. You know, uh, Hey, man, I'm going to tell you Scott. something that got me. I'm going to tell you that got me. And I got to take a deep breath, you know. My little cousin, he was uh, killed in the car accident. I saw something that I, uh, I never saw. His mom, which is my cousin, uh, white police officer, he sat down with her at the site when all of it was going down to calm her down. I, I don't think I've ever seen a white police officer ever do that. He sat down beside her. There, there are pictures, there are images that are available online or whatever. He sat down there with that weeping mother, her only son. Wow. Hmm. You know, I don't know what God people believe in, but I, I personally believe God can put a spirit on any man and anything to make anything possible. That's why you ask me what I think about. I'm not talking about legislatures. This goes uh, as, as our, our God-given right to be alive. We got to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we live in this we live in this country called America, and we could debate about the injustices how our people were brought here on the slave ships or how we endured slavery for 350 to 400 years, all of that. we got to live somewhere. And we deserve to have the same quality of life as anybody else lives in the confines of the United States and abroad, period. We go to work. We work hard. We're law-abiding. For the most part, most of our people are law-abiding. Let's just be honest about it. 
We have high morals. Yeah. We're people we deal with a lot of pride. We may not even have a whole lot. When you look at us, when we show up to these jobs, we're clean. We're presentable. Our attitudes are together. You know what? What else? What else can you? What else can you expect from a man wanting to be have has, have respect? When I'm walking down the street in my community, I shouldn't be harassed. I shouldn't feel threatened. Old people should be able to feel like they can come outside. So the, the, they shouldn't be afraid of the youth in there. These people are scared of the kids. They can't even ride the bus right now, but the kids cussing. And I don't. I don't believe in possible. I believe that our mindset has to change. And again, I'm going back to the artists. I'm going back to going back to the to the rappers. I'm going back to actors. I'm going back to Hollywood. Hollywood is is it's literally it's, it's killing us, man. This music industry is killing us right now, and they know this, and they don't care because why it sells. But if we're not buying it and we're not having it, then it's just it's just product just sitting there. It'll sit in the warehouses. You won't download it. Mm-hmm. You know you won't you won't put it on your debit card. You won't put it on your credit card. That ain't what you want to hear. You know there's a progression that's supposed to be going on with us right now. Period. So I don't care what you believe, what your faith is. There's a progression that's supposed to be going on right now with with us as a people, as black people here in America. And it starts by letting somebody letting letting let, letting people know that when they throw a rock at them, that you rather you see them throw the rocks. You can't have rocks thrown at you. You never confront somebody about it. No, I saw you throw the rock. I saw you through the fence. It hit me. Now, what are we going to do about it? Man. Original brother, I, I will say, I will say this, man. You have, you have really dropped some jewels tonight. And, um, it's always a blessing to talk to you, man, because, I mean, you just tell the truth for, for what you stands, man. And I, I, I bear witness to that, you know? And and I hear it. I I hear it. I hear you mean what you say in your voice. It's one of those grandfather things. And 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 sometimes when you're on a, I'm I'm not saying that I'm on a high. Listen, when you're on a high elevation, I ain't gonna downplay myself. When you're on a higher level of 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 mental than a lot of people, you know when you know. And and there doesn't have to be any. Uh, solid evidence to support anything. It, it doesn't have to be any proof. You know, I know when I know sometimes. And when I talk to you I, and, and we're building on things, I know when I know. So listening to what you're talking about tonight, you know, uh, having this dialogue with you, brother, I know uh-huh. I know you mean it. I, I know you mean it. I got a it. question and, and for I you, know buddy. it's coming from – sure, go for it. Hey. Yo. Where are your listeners that are listening right now? Name some of the states they're listening in that's in your queue right now. Uh, let's see. Oklahoma, California, Massachusetts, North Carolina. Oh, that, oh, that. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, y'all got uh-huh. a problem. Name somebody else. 
Carolina, y'all got the same problem. Where else? <laughs> Massachusetts. Got the same problem. California. California, y'all really got a problem. Uh, I don't know, 646 area code. I'm not sure what that is right now. My emphasis in that is it's the same. It's the same thing going on everywhere. It's the same Virginia. problem, Pudgy. That's New York. Y'all got, a, y'all got a problem, too. Uh, see where I'm going with that? I see exactly where you're going with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see exactly so where this, you're going this, with it. This, applies, this applies across the board. Mm. Yeah, and don't take what I don't take my suggestion very lightly. Even those that work in the, in the capacity of law enforcement or legislators or whatever, don't take. Well, listen to what I'm saying. And I and I, I hate to say it, but no, I don't hate to say it. But it, and and maybe. In two more years, it's going to make more sense when you hear this. In three more years, it's going to make make more sense when you hear this. When it affects your child, when it affects somebody that you know, because these mm. are the conditions that we're dealing with. You know, some of you, some of your listeners got three year olds, and some of your listeners yeah. are senior citizens that through through raising children. But the one thing that we have in common is yeah. that we all have family and we all have friends. Absolutely. And I keep on pushing back for that, man. I always talk about quality of life. Man, I believe all of our lives should be. We live in the wealthiest country in the world, man. We have all kind of convenience around us. Man, I'm in my SUV right now, you know, driving down the road, man, climbing control, eating ice cream, talking to Pudgy Miller. Come on, man. <laughs> You know, really? we work hard, so on our downtime, we should be able to play hard and be able to enjoy ourselves and do that in a safe environment. I don't care where you live at. I don't care if you're in Detroit. I don't care if you're in New York. I don't care if you're in Houston, Miami, Compton. Anywhere. I don't care. Everywhere. Anywhere. We depend on these people to keep us safe, man. And we have the toolage to do it. We're very smart people. You know? We have the toolage, we have the technology, we even have the manpower. It's the training that's not being, it's the training that's not being put in place in the correct places right now. It is the training. I keep saying that. And yes, I want to see more black police officers in these communities. I want to see more Latino officers in these communities. I want to see more Asian officers in these communities. You know, I want to see that. We gotta see it. Across the board, but if you if you were to become an HTO, you've been to the training facility. You know there are different things. You know there are different triggers. You know there's different things. If you call me uh, black and ugly, I'm gonna be offended. You know, you know there's certain trigger words that I can say to you, Pudgy, that's gonna set you off. There's just some words you don't like. Yeah. And I know being in law enforcement is not a kiss-ass attitude, but at, yet at the same time, you got to know how to talk to people. Yeah. If, you oh, come, yeah. if you're coming from a rural country town to a metropolis to a city, those people got a different get-down. And you, and you may not be an HTO. You may be an uh, officer that's, you know, 
that's what you are, a police officer, you're getting paid a certain stipend or whatever a year or whatever. But at, that HTO on a federal level, when he shows up on the scene, are you communicating with him? Or one of his deputies like I like I that I've asked for, you know you know what you're dealing with. You know, it's, it 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 would be a commonality. Oh, that's HTO. And when they show up on the scene, I mean, I could be exaggerated. If they showed up on the scene in a bright orange or a lime green car, and that badge is being seen, where it's coming from, the White House, and that's where I want this to go. And I hope it does go there. I hope I hope the president does hear this. I hope the world courts hear this right now, because this is not only happening in America. This is happening in countries around the world. We got to push it, brother. We we got to push it. We got to find a way to push it, and we got to do what we do to let people know more about it. Most definitely. I really want to hear what the callers have to say, though, Pudgy. I really, the listeners, rather. I really want to hear it. Well, we, we, we got 16 seconds, brother, before we fade to black. And uh, we didn't have any callers that, that looked like they wanted to make any comments. They they didn't press any buttons. So, you know, my commitment to people when they call in the show, I just I just don't put them on the spotlight because they they could be talking about anything at home. So I That's uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get some email about it, or maybe we'll have some people uh. Write us about it or elaborate about it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, and that's what that. I can't so. find to believe. With, with the dialogue that we've had tonight, the information that was provided, I can't believe that no one, you know, that that right there should be the sign right there. It's amazing yeah. the things that people don't want to comment on. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Well, listen, brother, before we ride out, you got any shout outs? You know how we do. But I just want to give you a shout out, you know, um, I don't know, the most high God in Christ, you know, I'm going to give him a shout out. I think all things are made possible to him in my eyes and just let, let everybody know, you know, that, uh, that, that, I, that, that I'm a man that I, I, I really love my people. And um, I just want to, I just want to see us do better as a people. Well, listen, brother, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I'm looking forward to have you back. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk some more, man, about how we're gonna push this thing. Shout out to everybody out there for listening to the show. Remember, HCOs, man, that's what we talk about—highly trained and skilled officers. And uh, don't be afraid to comment about it, man. Hit us up, krpradio at gmail dot com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Facebook. You guys know where we are, man. Don't forget next Sunday, WN3G presents Last Sundays with Rocco P. Look for the topic. You should see it on the website, the official website, krpradioshow.com. We are out of here. One love. Shout out to the original for coming through, dropping his knowledge on us, man. Shout out to you. One love, brother, you and your family. Appreciate what you do, man. And I definitely thank you for being on the show with me tonight. Most definitely. Thank you again, Budgie. And blessings to you and your household as well. Thank you, brother. Remember, folks, communication is the key. God is love. Love is God. Do not try to impose your will on anyone without first saying hello and making a friendly gesture to those people. And you can do that simply by waving and saying, hi, how you doing? All right, we out of here, man. Check out the replay, krpradioshow.com. Facebook people, I see y'all, man. Shout out to you. We're going to start a little dialogue on Facebook, man. I'm going to see what we can get. 
One love, folks. We'll see y'all next week. K-I-R-P Radio!